let me run and grab some more coffee. All right. We are ready to go. <laughs> I had to clear my throat. <laughs> Everybody cough. <laughs> get, out, get out of the system. No coughing, no burping, uh, no burping, no chewing. <laughs> yeah. as, if, as if that would ever happen. <laughs> Unless Jill's not here. <laughs> if it was a little bit warmer, I could just go out in my pool and be out there and podcast. Oh, there we go. So if you hear any splashing, you'll know where Terry went to. That sounds funny. All right, everybody, that is correct. You are listening to That Sounds Funny, the and this is the week of June 27th, 2023. We are in season three, episode Ouch. Um, 35. I'm sorry, 36. Wait, 35. I guess that number messed up. Uh, episode 138. And we are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I am your host, Keith, and joined with me today are... Oh, through my pool, Terry. <laughs> Jill. <laughs> it took my mind to figure out what you said. Swimming pool, Terry. <laughs> I'll be lifeguard, yeah. Jill. <laughs> All right. And I ain't got nothing to eat or drink. I got coffee. I drank all my coffee. I ate my banana. Banana. But, um, Hey, we'd like to get started with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? See, I'm so ashamed of myself. It could be a classic funny family story, something recent, reading, watching, doing, that kind of a thing. And I get something, at first it's not very funny, but uh, let me explain what I mean. Of course, last week, our, our beloved president and his son have found themselves in certain amounts of hot water. Uh, early in the week, uh, Hunter Biden uh, had got out of you know a slap on the wrist, got out of some charges, and then the, two days later there was a scandal because he was invited to a steak dinner at the White House. I thought, whoop, you do, big deal. <laughs> and if the, the steak dinner was to uh, invite the Prime Minister of India, and I thought, oh wait a minute, it, people in India don't eat beef. How <laughs> come they're gonna invite the their their prime minister to a steak dinner? Holy cow! Hey, you're not gonna eat that, are you? I'll eat it if you're not gonna. Eat it. <laughs> and after after hearing that headline countless times, finally it clicked my brain. Oh, it's not a steak dinner; it's a state dinner. I'm like, ah, uh, okay, S T A T E. Yeah. Instead of steak. Uh, that makes more sense. <laughs> but it'd be hard to eat a steak, too. <laughs> well, he probably had steak, I'm sure. Except for the Indian guy. <laughs> this may be a dead relative, thank you. <laughs> but no. He had the rack of lamb. <laughs> oh, I don't know what they eat over in India if they don't eat meat. 
Oh, I saw yeah. that. I think in Israel, I think in the people are there, shepherds and well, sheep and all I'm that. sure they eat meat because they have like you know, uh, curry and other dishes, Indian dishes. But I know well, they I eat. think they do eat a lot of they eat lamb because yeah. I had a roommate at Acre Woods that was from India. He he always wanted me to try it, and it's like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they eat goat or something too. Possibly, but I thought that was just. The little kids, but that's all I had. I just thought that was an uh, interesting well, headline. I have something with my swimming pool. The other day, it, it got like ninety degrees, and so my wife decided that she was going to attempt to get in the pool. You know, we uh, the three of us uh, Justin and my stepdaughter Aaron and myself lied to my wife of course and said oh yeah the water's nice and warm you know <laughs> so she put on her bikini came outside and we have three little chihuahua dogs i got a sliding glass door you open it and you step out on and the, i have a staircase that goes down to the deck now it's a staircase the stairs are 13 inches wide and then you go down about four inches and then there you go out 13 inches and down about four inches or so or maybe five inches you know they're, they're wide steps with a small you know step down so anyway and then i have about five stairs down to the deck so just to get that in there okay so i got this little chihuahua dog who he's down there on the deck and he's got cataracts and he can't see very well and so she took her little men pin and got in the swimming pool you know and so then she went and let the little men pin out and it sat there and she noticed Herschel. Um, he was under the picnic table. He got up and went up the steps and went running and hit the glass door and <laughs> fell down the steps. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he, he knew he came out that way and he thought he could go back in that way, but he didn't realize there was glass there. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's funny. No, that's not funny. That's my baby. And I'm like, oh, poor thing. You know. Her baby's so, getting old. Hey, so now he, yeah. he's trying to be one. He's trying to be a pug and get a smushed in nose. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. Uh, I came out. I can't, I can't get back in. There's a force field What's here. That's just like, now, you know, they don't do it from the inside of the house. They, they'll go over there and they know there's going because for. I built this in 2020 and until this last year, you know, for two years or so, you could open the door and there was a four foot drop down to the ground. So they knew not to go out that door. <laughs> but now that it's complete, they can know they can go out there. But he thought, oh, I could just run back in the house. Fell <laughs> <laughs> down all them steps. Wow. The only thing I got, it's not funny, but I was watching TV yesterday and The Price is Right was on and yesterday was the last day that they're going to record in the Bob Barker studio. Today they're supposed to be in a new place. Hmm. Uh Any Price is Right watchers, I don't think we'll notice a difference, but never know. They're starting their 51st season in a new location. The Rainbow Room. I had one more interesting thing about when my wife got in the pool. 
the other day was and, and about the water was, wasn't so warm after all. <laughs> yeah. Well, she she happened to wear. I said, "Ooh, oh, come here." And I say, "Oh, you got on that swimming suit." She's like, "Well, yeah." She she had on a bikini, but she had on one of those where it it ties on the sides. Oh, you know? so you were practicing your like, untying knot skills, huh? And so I was like, hey, what's this string in the water here? <laughs> There's some strings down here. So two, three, four, tell the people what she wore. It was an itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini that she wore for the first time today. I heard that uh, Pat Sajak was going to retire from Wheel of Fortune. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Or that he he just did and stuff. So I guess Vanna White will be doing it and flipping numbers. Yeah, and uh, who's the guy that does the uh, Ryan Seacrest is going to be a replacement. Oh, is that I didn't hear. Okay. No, well, I, I think it's still negotiations with those who they're trying to get. Yeah. Well, I know he quit doing his talk show, but mm-hmm. with Kathy, or not Kathy, but Kelly Ripa. Yeah, her I husband's on there. They're doing it. There now. Yeah. 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 You know, anyway, Pat Chatek started doing that when he was like in his mid 30s. You, you almost wonder why they don't get some other young uh, talk show host who's in his mid 30s, let him have a 50 year run at it. Right. <laughs> It's weird now. Yeah. If you ever watch uh, Wheel of Fortune, they do it a lot different than they used to. I'm always like, I don't understand how that puzzle goes along with their clue. Uh, it'll be I, a place or something, and it'll be under the sink or you know, some strange. I'm like, I guess that is a place. On the but... Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched that in a long time. That's hard to follow that show when you're blind. It's, yeah, <laughs> It's helpful. What letters are left? It's help, yeah, it's helpful if you're watching it with somebody that says, what letters are left? Oh, there's, you know, an A in the first and the third one, and there's a B in the second and the fourth one, or wh- whatever it may fall. If no one is there to t- help help you figure out which ones are blank and which ones are filled and how many words are on the puzzle, and it's like, eh, whatever. Yep. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, when you said said uh, I was thinking Price is Right because you mentioned that earlier, I haven't I don't really watch that too much anymore. Although once in a while, when I go to my doctor's office, they'll, they'll have it playing, and I'll be able mm-hmm. to catch part of it. Of the Price is yeah. Right. I like to yeah. watch it. No. I used to like to watch it all the time, but yeah, that one's fun. But yeah, that one or so a lot of them are still fun to watch. Uh, being blind, except for Wheel of Fortune, that's the only one you can't really follow that well. Oh. Uh, Let's make a deal <laughs> is pretty fun to watch, although you don't know what costumes the people are in. But yeah. what's one? behind box number one? Price it. Let's the, make a deal. Let's make a deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Has anybody got a shoestring? <laughs> I'll give you a hundred dollars if you have. Does, a does anyone have a bikini string? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> have I got a safety pin? Yeah. How about yeah. a baby bottle? That, well, I've heard if you go on the now? website, they give you a list of things to bring. We may ask you for one of these items. Bring them with you, and so people come with their little bag full of. Oh, them. you know, and I think I got another. They probably started doing that when there because ladies would come to the show and just have a purse and you got everything in the purse. I mean, from you know, bobby pins to ink pins and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Here, I had one more quick little thing 
that I just hit the button on my notes here. And I was like, when we get done recording, I have to call the South Rock Santa Water Department <clears throat> to see why they didn't give me my swimming pool credit. Oh, for you you know, out here. Oh, yeah. It's big. This is the biggest bill I've ever. Well, I've had a $1,200 water bill at Wood River, but still. My water bill is $400. I was like, hmm. what? <laughs> Yeah, that's what when it used to I, cost us to fill up our pool when we lived in the For continent. seven years, for seven years, I've had this pool, and it's never cost me that much. Yeah, I know, inflation, but last year, it, it might have been $100, you know, to fill the pool. So I don't understand it. Our bill was paid, well, and we you, weren't, you did, like, behind. You did have but, some trouble with all those cuts and stuff, so wouldn't that make a difference? You had to refill it a few times? No, not really. Yeah. I had it all patched up before I filled it with water. We patched it before we put water in it. Okay. And and it didn't leak all the way down. You know, it didn't leak that much water before we realized it was leaking water. Oh, you know, right. But still, I told them, you know, I, I was draining my pool and refilling it. And uh, it's like, well, it's only like 24,000 gallons. And so, but here in South Rock Santa, they charge us a a lot. We have to buy our water from Roxana, and they overcharge us big time. Yeah. But if they take off the sewer bill, that's usually like half of it. So then my bill would just be two hundred dollars, which is fine. A hundred for in the house usage and a hundred for the pool. That's not bad, you know. So it's still around a hundred bucks to fill the pool, you know. So hmm. that's still it's cost less to pay a hundred bucks to put fresh water in it as opposed to taking the cover off and and filling it up and treating all that green water, you know, or whatever, putting in four or five hundred dollars of chemicals in it. Oh, the joys of owning a pool. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we should probably move on. We probably should. What a ridiculous idea. What are you so excited about? What's the matter with you? And it's <laughs> be time for some random topic. Random stuff. And I think we only have five items on the wheel this time. Oh, that would be our chat bot. And I know I have some more chat bot type stories that uh, Chris the Wild Moose did for us. Did we do this We've before? Heard. A funny chat GPT. Uh, write a funny news article about a moose. Well, we get those all the time. And <laughs> yeah, a lot of these. So did the bear. We do a lot of bears. Deers. I think I might have read this before, but uh, local moose causes traffic jam in downtown area. Residents of Mooseville were surprised this morning when a moose wandered into the downtown area and caused a traffic jam. The moose, who has been affectionately named Moosey by locals, was spotted <laughs> strolling <laughs> down Main Street, causing cars to come to a halt as drivers tried to avoid hitting the large animal. I've never seen anything like it, said Mooseville resident Linda Thompson. I was on my way to work when I saw this big, fluffy moose just ambling down the street like he owned the place. It was hilarious. Uh, despite the chaos it caused, Moosey seemed unperturbed by the commotion and continued on his way, eventually making it to a local park where it marched on some foliage. 
authorities are urging residents to be on the lookout for moosey and to avoid approaching the moose if they see it. We don't want to anyone to get hurt, said local wildlife expert John Smith. Moose may be majestic animals, but they can be very dangerous if provoked. In the meantime, residents of Mooseville are enjoying the unexpected visitor in hopes to see Moosey around town again soon. It's not every day you get to see a moose in the city, said Thompson with a laugh. That's definitely made my day. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, speaking of Moosey, uh, that's where <laughs> my wife went to today is to pick up Chris the Wild Moose for an eye doctor appointment tomorrow. Oh. Um, Here's something a little different. Uh, write an action scene about a pizza and a cat. <laughs> uh, as the sun began to set over the city, a lone pizza sat on the windowsill. His cheesy goodness beckoned to anyone who passed by. Suddenly, a sneaky black cat appeared, its eyes fixed on a tempting treat. The cat crept closer, his tail twitching with anticipation, just as it was about to pounce. The pizza suddenly sprang to life, jumping out the windowsill and landing on the ground with a thump. The cat was taken aback, but it quickly regained its composure and charged at the pizza, its claws outstretched. The pizza, however, was ready for the attack and darted to the side, narrowly avoiding the cat's grasp. The two <laughs> foes faced off, each sizing up the other. The pizza, fueled by a desire to stay delicious, lunged at the cat. Wrapping its arms around the feline and squeezing tight. How does a pizza get arms? <laughs> <laughs> the cat, caught off guard, struggled to break free from the pizza's grip, but it was no match for the food. With the final burst of en energy, the pizza flung the cat away, sitting it tumbling across the pavement. <sighs> I'm out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausted but victorious, the pizza climbed back onto the windowsill, its cheesy goodness intact. The cat, Defeated, slunk away, vowing to never underestimate the power of a determined pizza ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sheesh. You know, I think that actually rounds out all the funny stories I have on my documents. I'm going to have to either remove an item from the wheel or have a chat GPT write us some more sometime. Yeah. Oh. That's pretty funny. So, packing yeah. a pizza. Yeah, you know, the chat GPT can do some fun stuff. There's a lot of people afraid of what AI will do to humanity, but it can be fun to do yeah. crazy stuff like that. Well, speaking That's of fun and crazy. Tony says, do we have a look? Oh, yes, of course. What does it actually matter? <laughs> it's time to move on to our news. Yeah, news. That doesn't sound funny. In New Hampshire, a black bear climbs into a man's truck and eats his lunch. His pizza. It was Goldilocks and the pizza is the lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was a guy, he worked for American Plate Glass, a glass company, so they had no problem seeing the bear. They looked over at their truck, and they saw the bear just 
casually sitting in the passenger seat, munching on the guy's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you got the sandwich out, yeah. uh, the little cup of pudding. <laughs> <laughs> But he doesn't have any teddy grams. <laughs> yeah. And he's, they just sat there capturing video and posted on Facebook. And the guy saw something moving out of the corner of his eye. He turned and looked. And I was trying to see what they said the guy had for lunch. Uh, but uh, porridge. There was not, not yeah, porridge. <laughs> porridge. There, was, <laughs> there was not a single scratch on the truck, or no broken glass, or anything. The bear ate his late the lunch and deposited a little something in the truck and left. <laughs> he deposited his breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Recycled. Yeah. Hey, that's uh, does a bear poop in the truck? Uh, sure. Apparently, <laughs> you left him a tip for being so generous with his lunch. Yeah. A cherry picking festival that got called off because there were birds that ate all the cherries. Ah, and they do that too. <laughs> now it's funny because it doesn't say what state this happened in. It says it was in Cadaho National Park or whatever Cotaho is, I don't know. I even spelled hmm. across it. I thought maybe it was saying the name in Ohio, you know, abbreviation, but it was, I didn't spell it here, but it was someplace called Cotaho. <laughs> hmm. Five, it's a five-day cherry picking festival. And at this uh, park, there's a medieval house and grounds where they have 80 uh, cherry trees. Hmm. And the day or two before it was scheduled to start, a bunch of crows came and ate all the cherries. <laughs> all the cherries out of all 80 trees? And the cleared most of the cherries, it says, out of all 80 trees. That's a big flock of birds. Yeah, that's what but I'm thinking. I know they do that because Grandma had that cherry tree behind her garage. And you'd go out there and there'd be just full of cherries. You go out there to go pick them the next day, and the birds just would all over the tree, and they'd be like nothing but stems. <laughs> wow! Oh, thanks, stupid birds. Yeah, they they're hoping that. to have an apple picking event later. Hopefully, the birds don't come and try to eat all the apples. The apples are a lot bigger than cherries, though. <laughs> a lot of worms. Worms will come. Yeah. <laughs> And they're going to try to have this cherry picking festival next year if the birds will allow it. Yeah, I remember Grandma. She would uh, literally have like uh, those uh, aluminum pie pen tins all throughout her tree, and you know rubber snakes and uh, all kinds of stuff to keep the, the birds away. But once the birds discover it, it they're hard to get rid of. <laughs> Maybe not super funny, but we always have these. Uh, Stories about bears, bears coming around and getting in cars and what. Well, uh, it turns out that in Tucson, Arizona, a resident uh, was mauled to death by a unprovoked attack by a black bear. Oh, my. Um, they wanted and, more than a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, well, he, the, the, the story goes that he's like a, a guy in his 60s. He was building a new house. It was a new house construction. 
and he was just sitting out on the, the porch or the patio or something, sipping on a cup of coffee and just enjoying the nice morning, I guess, before he got busy with work. And this bear just comes up unprovoked and just literally tries to drag him off into the woods. And the neighbors are screaming and yelling and honking their car horns. And eventually somebody went and got a rifle and ended up shooting the bear. Oh. And uh, the guy was still alive. But by the time the, the police and first responders and people from the nature bureau got there, he'd, he, uh, he had died alongside of the bear. Of course, this is definitely not a funny story, but we do tell all these stories that, you know, fun stories about close encounters with the bears. And it's just kind of a public service reminder that if you see a bear uh, in the wild or up close and personal, uh, they're not really all that cute animals and they will, uh, you know, act on their, you know, animal instinct. <laughs> and sometimes not even provoked in this case. So. Be you know, be warned. PSA: The more you know. A wandering black bear was captured wandering in the airport in Florida. <laughs> probably trying to get away. <laughs> all these immigrants, all these vacation. immigrants coming here. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume they mean out, like on the runway. <laughs> oh, yeah. not he's got his ticket, he's got his bags on checking in. <laughs> hey, that's a nice bear suit you got there. <laughs> the airport official said in the news release, transportation security spotted the bear walking in Hillsborough County. I don't know where that's at. But... Hmm. Well, Hillsboro is in Montgomery County here. <laughs> <laughs> they set a trap. They probably put some spike strips down. Uh, um, they had this big piece of wood, a big thing, spring-loaded thing with some cheese on it. Here, bear. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> big giant they mouse. Had, they attempted to try to tranquilize it twice, but it didn't have any effect on it. Wow. Mm. The animal gave him the slip, and they they're hoping that he will come back around so they can catch him in the trap. So this bear got away. They they tried to shoot with a tranquilizer, they missed. But the airport employees took a nice long nap who were standing next to him. <laughs> Ireland, and uh, there's over 1,100 Dolly Parton uh, <laughs> impersonators. Impersonators, yes, yeah. that was the word I was looking for. They call it Dolly Day in Listow, Ireland, and they have to wear blonde Dolly Parton wigs with rhinestone-covered outfits and cowboy boots to attend this event now it doesn't really say if they have to sing or just impersonate her dress like her but they're trying to draw her attention for some reason they want her to come visit their town yeah and i understand sometimes dolly does make a 
a spontaneous appearance at certain impersonator events. It says that uh, this also helped raise money for cancer chemotherapy patients. So I guess the entry fee that you have to pay, it's a benefit, you know, they help support this yeah. cancer. But it was trying to get her attention. It said that the president of Dollywood was there and taking pictures, and he was going to take the pictures back and show Dolly all the uh, pictures of the people that look like her and try to get her to go visit this town. Yeah, yeah, I know you said they didn't have to sing or anything, but being in Ireland, do they do they do like a, a Dolly, like a Tennessee <laughs> accent, or are they all doing Irish accents? They talk. That's a good question, <laughs> and I'm assuming it just said people were dressed like her, yeah. so it could be men or women, or you know, teenagers, boys, yeah. girls. I I, I have a particular sister-in-law who's her husband's, I think, brother likes to participate in Dolly impersonation competitions. Oh, really? <laughs> That's all I want to say about that. <laughs> Funny. Oh, they are going to send it in their results to the world records book and, and see if they can get in there hmm. as having the most Dolly Parton interpret, interpret, in, impersonators. Impersonators. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Um, B, the Ecuadorian woman frightens family members when she wakes up at her own funeral. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She had died after spending seven days in ICU, and they took her to the funeral and she's laying in the casket at her own wake and all of a sudden knock 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 hey, I'm not <laughs> like a good knock knock joke wasn't it <laughs> I, I read that story and I told my wife I'm going to do that I'm going to get me a digital voice recorder <laughs> and I'm going to make it sound like hey hey let me out of here and put it I want to have have probably my my one of my sons hit the button so they'll, they'll probably be like about three to five minutes of silence at the, so it gives them plenty of time to walk away and just get people's reactions about that. <laughs> now, the uh, that, that's the fun thing. Now, the, the sad note to that is being that she was uh, in her see, 70s or something like that, or 90s, I forget how old she was, uh, four days later, she did die uh, for real this time. <laughs> But she just died after spending a few, about, about four more days in the hospital. Uh, so uh, that was just a funny one. What's up with your own funeral? In Pennsylvania, um, a big chunk of frozen ice mysteriously fell from the sky and damaged somebody's gutters on their house. Oh, huh. was it yours? And, <laughs> and oh, wait, so it, it reminded me of the old Joe Dirt movie when he thought it was a meteorite. And <laughs> yeah, this blue ice from the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it must have been that the, air, the bear must have ate the guy's food and the guy, and then he got on the airplane, and then he flushed the toilet, and Danted somebody's gutters in Pennsylvania. Hmm. 
and it was in June, so they knew even in Pennsylvania it wasn't a snowstorm. <laughs> We've never seen such a big chunk of blue ice. That's <laughs> it. Uh, struck the edge of his house. It it hit his gutter, but like hit, hit the edge of the roof. Fortunately, didn't do much damage in the gutters, but it split into a bunch of different chunks and landed in this yard. Wow! You know, without without doing a lot of serious damage to his house. Uh, yeah, well, outside. At, at least it got the gutter and didn't make a hole right through the house and land on some body inside the house. Right, and he. He saw the went outside, saw the chunks of ice in his yard. Said, "Okay, well, that had to come from the sky." Duh! <laughs> That's a big hail chunk. Look, it's like a blueberry snow cone. <laughs> Blue ice from the airplane. You got a bonus for us, Terry? Okay, um, a Florida man. Yeah. Yeah, a Florida man has a record for the most 101 Dalmatians collection. Oh. And he has Scott Ubler, 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 Scott Ubler, 1,152 Dalmatians. Wow. And that's more than 101. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's what you think of, right? Well, as it turns out, this he was not inspired by the Walt Disney movie. He grew up across the street from a fire station oh, where wow. he would see the Dalmatian on the fire trucks and stuff, and that got him t turned on to Dalmatians. So he started out with two, and then he had four, <laughs> then he had eight, and 16, and 64, and then 128. Oh, it started with a Dalmatian lamp that his parents bought him in 1953. But wow. they, he did live across the street from a fire station. And yeah, I don't think the movie came out till 61, so... Yeah. Does he have a red school bus? Oh. As in the podcast, <laughs> podcast reference, red school bus. Right. Yeah. And... And that's that's all there is to that story. All right. Well, with our news, I'll news that. What? Well, isn't that nice? What are those hens going to cackle about today? It's time for some words. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. All because I'm white and nerdy. I got some for you. Somewhere. No, no. Oh. <laughs> Our first word is kakawipi. Kakawipi. Oh, did I spell this word kakawipi? That's like an Indian That's... word. From the shores of Lake Minnehaha, brave <laughs> kakawipi hunts for the buffalo. Well, it says it's a Latin noun, and I can't believe I didn't spell it. I wonder why. Just got to well, figure. Is it, is it caca French for 
poop. <laughs> and so if you, you go poop and you cry about it, you weep. Yeah, I'm weepy because I pooped. Oh, here I spell it. C-A-C-O-E-T-H-S. K-A-C-O-E-P. K-A-C-O-E-P. Yeah. That is weird. Latin, huh? I thought... Wow. I thought it was what can I thought it was whenever you eat your taco with Wi-Fi or something. <laughs> taco Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. <laughs> um. Well. This this word means an urge to do something inadvisable. Something stupid. Here, yep. hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cock-a-weepy going on here. <laughs> they see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and dirty. Let's see. Our next word is appetency. <sighs> Oh, I hit the stop button. <laughs> I was like, why am I talking? Yeah, I have to say that one again. Ap- Apotency. Apotency. It's A-P-E-P-E-E-T-E-N-C-Y. Apotency. Uh, it could be you, apotency. If you have an appetite, you're sense. really hungry. So if you, if you have appetency, you're not very hungry. <laughs> Appetite, appetency. Yeah. Just, just a little bit hungry. Just a little bit. I'll just huh. take a snack. Just a little snack. <laughs> Nothing too much. This word, it says it means... Just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Uh, a longing or desire... Another longing or desire, huh? Yeah, the other one is to do something unadvised, but this one now, I it's guess. just any kind of longing or desire. I have an appetency for a Snickers bar. <laughs> yeah. I want to go with the gangsters. They're so far, they all think I'm too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Fugacious is our next word. Fugacious. Fugacious. F-U-G-A-C-I-O-U-S. I thought you said Fugacious. with a V, because I don't say that means you like to watch or look at pictures of Gacious, you know, the Japanese ladies. Yeah. But with an F, it's like you don't like very many Gacious. You don't like them very much. You just like a few of them. I said a few. Uh, oh, this word is an adjective, so it oh, describes something. Oh. Strange, fugacious. Fugacious. You're having a feud with the Hatfields and McCoys at yeah. the moment. So fugacious, to... fugacious. Uh, let's see, a fugue. What in the heck is a fugue? Oh, isn't that the the sled in the Olympics? Oh, what that's a luge. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah, I'm gonna say because you have you have a bunch of <laughs> Geisha girls on the sled going down the. the <laughs> uh, well, 
Well, there it is of all the geisha girls. So I got that on the mind. So that's, that's it. First in my class there at MIT. Got skills. I'm a champion of D&D. MC Escher, that's my favorite MC. Keep your 40 out. Just have an Earl Grey tea. Well, maybe <laughs> if they disappear, sure, because this word means tending to disappear. Oh, all righty. So I guess maybe a magician and a magic trick would be fugacious. Oh, yeah. The magician makes the, the geisha disappear from the box. There you go. <laughs> Step on the box there, Miss Geisha. Abracadabra, <laughs> poof, she's gone. My MySpace page is all totally pimped out. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grill, but I still wear braces. This next word is situary. It's, it's where you set your butt on. Yes. Sit, yeah. Situary S-I-T-E-R-Y. butt right there on that chair. O T E R Y. Situary. 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 It's good. It still looks like a chair to me, upholstery. (laughs) (laughs) It is a noun, and you kind of got it right. I mean, it's that's where that's where you sit at in the library. That's Uh, where you sit at. It's a porch area, small porch area. Oh, okay. A a gazebo or something. Yeah, you just go out and sit on a nice warm summer day, enjoy the weather. Okay. I guess instead of like we call it your back patio, some people must call it a situatory. Going to the observatory. uh... (laughs) Let's go to the situary now. How about the conservatory? (laughs) With some kernel mustard and with a rope. Yeah, but it's like another word for your porch or your patio or whatever, where you go sit comfortably. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz, a minesweeper, I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're going to stay amazed. My fingers moving so fast, I set the place ablaze. Our next word is ludic. <laughs> wow, ludic. Wow. L-U-D-I-C, ludic. Ludis, maybe? It's ludicious. <laughs> Dick. It's a French adjective. Well, I was going to say, in German, dick is you, isn't it? I love you. Ich liebe dich. Yeah. Liebe. German. It's spelled D I C H, but it's pronounced dick. You know, but it doesn't, you know, the saying it's not a dirty thing. Depends (laughs) on the region it could be pronounced. Anyway, Lou, Lou Dick. Oh, well, I don't know. Lude and crude. Mm. Lude and crude. Mm. Yeah, Lude and lascivious. You're, you're, you're prone to be uh, celebrating Pride Month every day of the year. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> this word here means killer rap. I haven't run at Pascal. Well, I'm number one. Do vector calculus just for fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. Showing unexpected playfulness. So. <laughs> Jolly or uh, well, unexpected. So uh, somebody wouldn't normally think like ludicrous suddenly becomes ludicrous. Yeah, yeah, ludicrous almost. Like lewd as in ludicrous is silly. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. That's that's like if you watch a Winnie the Pooh and suddenly Eeyore becomes playful. He's being (laughs) looted unexpectedly because you would never think of Eeyore being playful. Has anybody seen my tail? I don't know. 
Because they would have jumped rope with it. Yeah, to be ludicrous <laughs> would be that all of a sudden he's happy and he found it. Yeah. But our next word, anyway. Happy days is my favorite theme song. I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong. I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on. I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon. Is Scaremooch. 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 Can you do the yes. fandango? I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the fandango? R A M O U C H. Scaramouche. Scaramouche. <laughs> I don't know how to ask Queen about that one. I don't speak Italian. Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening me. It's a noun, so it's a person. Galileo, Galileo. <laughs> wow. Say it again. Scaramouche. I don't know if the M O U C H, how that would be mooch or mouch. Yeah, mooch. You know, like couch, I'm thinking. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a gotta be a pasta, man. It's, <laughs> it's an imposter from Italy. Sounds something Italian to me, but what is it? Yeah, probably a coffee. It means a boastful but cowardly person. Kind of oh, like I'm poop. picturing the lion on Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. He is very uh, scary mooch. Huh? Yes, he was very... He's the key of the forest. <laughs> the next word is. Just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. K N U R L. I don't know if that's like neural with the silent K or if you N- say. You said K N U R L. U R L. It's like gnarly, neural. only it's gnarly. I think it means it means poop. <laughs> I got lucky last week. Well, poop. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's when they put like little cross hatching on things to grip it better. A neural. Well, I like to roll with the gangsters, although it's apparent I'm too wide and nerdy. Uh, either one of you could be right. It's it's very so you, 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 you cross hatch poops; so they can feel it better. <laughs> it's a nodge or ridge especially around the edge of something so I mean your poop could have a nodge or ridge <laughs> right. so it is that kind of a uh, cross hatching no like a little, a little grippy thing a little, <laughs> little grippy, grippy thing so little grippy, grippy poop grip. to squeeze it out better uh, and you did say something that they carved in to make it better to hold on to so it could be I'm going to uh, claim it <laughs> <laughs> at least my answer not Harry's <laughs> Our next word. I'm just too white and nerdy. I think I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. How'd I get so white and nerdy? It's a dragoman. And it's Dragoman. It's a it's a, uh, a hip, oh. it's a hipster dragon. I'm a dragon man. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you said drag a bun. How does it say you drag your bun across? You're gonna drag a man. What's that mean? Drag a man. It means it's a man who fights dragons. You're like Cheech and Chong, but you're a dragon. 
I'm a dragon man. A dragon man. It's a noun. So yeah, once again, it is going to be a person, place, or thing. Uh, wow, it's where a dragon lives. I'm a dragon No, it's like Pokemon for dragons. They collect dragon cards, Pokemon cards, Dragonmon. Oh, maybe it is one of the Pokemons because they have weird names like this. But this definition says I've been browsing, inspecting X-Men comics. You know I collect them. The pins in my pocket, I must protect them. My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored. Shopping online for deals on spreadable media. I edit Wikipedia. It's a tour guide or interpreter, especially in countries that speak Arabic, Turkish, or Persian. You'd think this oh. would have been a fr French word as many as specific as it is. <laughs> yeah, that's in the Middle East tour guide, basically. Yeah. You go to the Middle East, you have a Dragomon for your tour guide. Okay. I remember right, Holy Grail really well. I can recite it right now. And have you R-O-T-F-L-O-L. Potter, P-O-T-H-E-R. P-O-T-H-E-R. Potter. Potter. Wow. I don't want that one. I want I want the powder one. Pot her. Pot her. You have a male pot and a female pot. I want the pot her, not the pot he. Got a business doing websites. While friends need some code, who do they call? I do HTML for them all. Even made a homepage for my doll. Well, this word means a commotion or fuss. Black <laughs> what's going on at Terry's house right now. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Oh, everybody's calling me today. I don't know what's going on. Yo, I got myself a fanny pack. They were having a sale down at the gap in my nights with a roll of bubble wrap. Pop pop, hope no one sees me. Another word I got is lethologica. That's yeah, a big Leth one. Lethologica. Lethologica. -E. What does that mean? Lethologica. H O L O G I C. What's that mean? It starts with an L? Lethologica, yes. Letho, like lethargic, you're kind of sleepy. L and logic Lath means like you, you're thinking you, you have a sleepy brain. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it is. It says, Get freaky, I'm nerdy in the extreme and wider than sour cream. It's, uh, the inability to remember a name. That's me. Oh, inability to remember a name. Yeah, that's Let's that's why every, every that's why every time I open the podcast, I say, "This is your host Keith, and with me are because I have left a logical and I can't remember." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all my words this week. I thought I'd end it with that last one, Lethalogica, because we can all forget. Yeah, who's that guy's who's that? name again? <laughs> I have Lethalogica. Mm. I can't remember the name, but I can remember Lethalogica. <laughs> yeah, oh, so what's next? Huh, I got Lethalogica. What are you, soft in the head or something? Well, what do you care what other people say? We love you. I think it could be Harry's Top Ten. Top Ten. <laughs> yeah, Top Ten. If he can quit getting 
10 times a superhero has straight up killed the villains. This list came out September 14th of 2019. Hmm. A list of comic book characters that, you know, that have actually killed the villains. A lot of times, you know, they, they try not to, you know, could make it more. Yeah, they, you know, they send uh, the prison or they just kind of yeah. get caught. Yeah. And so they're, uh, they, they did for a while, you know, the kill the bad guys. So, um, number 10. One of the top 10 of superheroes that have killed people. Number 10, Batman. I can't believe that. Batman has killed a whole bunch of people. Um, yeah, his early comic days, he was a pretty dark character. I could imagine that. Right. And, and Batman's first appearance in 1939, <gasps> he was, like what Keith said, a dark character. He'd kicked a villain in the chest into a vat of acid and Ooh. killed him. And he became Joker. Wait, that's right. That's what I say. That's what they use that to say later that that's, you know, he became the Joker or whatever. But um, a few episodes later, Batman had trapped his nemesis, Dr. Death, by stranding him in a burning building oh. and burned him up and killed him. And he created Death Dr. Doctor Death. Death. <laughs> in, in 1941, they changed Batman's image to be more moral character, <laughs> family friendly character. Mm-hmm. They want to tone down the superheroes, escalating death toll. Number nine. The century, the century rips Aries in half. Um, the century is that a newer comic book person? The century is Marvel's take on Superman. Oh, yeah. Never and so, it. apparently, Marvel—I mean, DC Comics—I guess was Superman, but in Marvel Comics, they had a character called Century. Whatever. I never heard of it. Anyway. <laughs> it rips the guy in half. Huh? Yeah. Just grabbed the whole thing. Rip. Ripped him in half. There you go. And that, I assume like across the waist, maybe, instead of like from the head down, split yeah, him in two. That'd be a neat trick. <laughs> Wishbone. <laughs> grab yeah. a leg. I'll grab a leg. Rip. <laughs> Number eight. Wolverine, hmm. 
he kills an evil Hulk, the evil, evil maestro. The evil maestro was assuming the appearance of Hulk. And so he didn't actually kill the Hulk, but it looked as though he did. But I, I can see Wolverine yeah. doing something like that. Yeah. And number seven. Uh, Ant-Man hmm. bites the head off of the blob. Off of Artwork Man. <laughs> blob don't have blob. a head. It's just a big blob the, of goo. The, right. Ant-Man has solved the, the blob eating the wasp, which is the Ant-Man's wife. And oh. so he bit his head off. And I'm like, and like what Jill said, if it's a blob, how do you how do you know it's his head? And I'm like thinking, yeah. well, maybe it's just a blob. That's what he's, it could be a shoulder yeah. or something. <laughs> if he's eating somebody, then that's got to be his head. So I don't know. It's like I guess, uh, take a bite, of, take a bite out of crime. I don't know. <laughs> it could have been the blob's butt or something. I don't know. Uh. Let's see, number six. Now I gotta cut loose, foot loose. Kick off the Sunday shoes, please, Louise. Pull me off of my knees, Jack. class of characters <laughs> you got your a class your b class and then you got your really never heard of them the warriors yeah, yeah. but they, they flunked out of they, school. <laughs> they decided to to confront the evil villain nitro and who he he was in a, they were in a populated area and so nitro had killed everybody in the city by using his powers of himself. <laughs> Killed himself and the warriors and himself. Huh. Wow. That, that would take like care of everybody. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just kill everybody. I'm Nitro. <laughs> and, oh, number five. So why don't you use The Green Lantern. Hmm. The Green Lanterns have a special move for murder. Um, I guess he was waving that lantern and couldn't flag down the subway, so it ran over somebody. <laughs> <laughs> the The Green Lantern has physically snapped a person's neck. Hmm. It's like. Wow, well, okay. I mean, that's not anything spectacular, but <laughs> yeah. um, any common joke and snap somebody's neck. But I Well, know. I don't know if it's supposed to be a superhero trait, but that's the fact that a superhero did it. Uh, number four. Bang your head! 
the X-Men, they kill their villains all the time. All the and, X-Men, huh? Yeah. Well, and that's, that, that would that's, include Wolverine because he's an X-Man. Right. And uh, it doesn't give me, well, they gave a bunch of examples, but I didn't put down a, all of them. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I mean, uh, when the X-Men came on the scene, they were kind of a return to the more of a gritty superhero, you know, instead of the more tame ones. It's kind of hard to save the world without hurting somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. Spider-Man has a lot of lives on his conscience, too. He has electrocuted one villain, and he killed another spider creature. It was a vampire Spider-Man. And there was the one that got (laughs) caught in his web, and he had to, like, spin a web around him and suck his juices out. Like a real spider. And number two. The Flash. The Flash says the Flash has killed numerous of his villains. He's um, the one that runs really fast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He must have ran him over. He, he <laughs> no, go ahead. He's killed them accidentally and on purpose. <laughs> but I, again, I don't see how, like what Jill said, he just runs really fast. I don't know. No, he, he can also... <laughs> Uh, besides run really fast, he can like vibrate his molecules and he can like pass through a solid wall. Oh, so so he ran real fast to the wall, vibrated through it, and the guy following him couldn't do that. So he went, <laughs> ran into the wall. <laughs> it's it's like he when also... the coyote changes, chases the, the roadrunner into that painting along the side of the cliff. It's, it's not a tunnel, it's just a cliff. <laughs> It also says that the Flash has killed more villains than Batman. Oh, wow. I never knew. I never knew the Flash killed anybody. <laughs> so, yeah, but, I, I, me either. Not really. Um, but yeah, it says I, I he's guess. a goofy, a goofy, easygoing character. It says superhero. Hmm. And last but not least, times, I guess. Huh? Uh, last but not least, number one. They tell us that we lost our tails, evolving up from little snails. I say it's all just wind and sails. Are we not men? We are devil. Are we not men? D-E-V-O. Are we not men? 
villain killer is Superman. Yep. Well, he's yeah. with yes, him and Superman Batman and have been killer. in it for the longest amount of time. Yeah. Superman has killed people. Um, and the General Zod, um, Brainiac, Doomsday, just to name a few, but in the Injustice series, he kills the Joker in that series of Superman books. But uh, I don't remember, like, you know, I remember in the movie, I mean, he did kill General Zod and he just put him in that thing and sent him to outer space, whatever. But so hmm. I don't do. Well, just like Batman, he got his comic book start in like 1938 or 9. So they've both been around for a long time. I could imagine that between the two of them, they would have the. I remember when we were kids and we used to go to the Roxanna movie theater on Saturday matinees. They went, we'd seen some old black and white Batman shows. Those things were scary. You know, yeah, like the, I, when I was a the kid. New, not newsreel, but the, the old serial uh, old that they would do. Yeah. Yeah, those things. Batman was portrayed to be a more scary, really scary character. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's all he I was got. A bit more scary, and Superman was. Uh, he he fought more like regular gangsters and organized crime than than supervillains. Right. You know, because he didn't. Batman didn't have any actual superpowers. He was just a really yeah. smart man with a lot of toys to yep. combat people. Anyway, so it's time for our anchor topic, I suppose. What for? I'm not sick. What happened? Say something! Say something! Yeah, it is. And I do believe we are back once again talking about orientation and mobility. Orientation. I just had OnStar call on me because our orientation is messed up in my car. So you can't be mobile. Oh, no. Your well, car will never know where to go. <laughs> I guess Friday is the end of Pride Month, so we wouldn't know how we're going to be oriented after that. <laughs> we never can tell. Uh, but no, orientation just means just that. Uh, which direction are you facing? Which direction are you moving? Mobility just means putting one foot for the other, transporting yourself physically. Um, you know, if you think about any time you go for a walk or a drive, uh, you physically do that by, you know, hopping in the vehicle, putting the key in and putting it gear and then you back out of the driveway and, you know, maintain staying between the ditches <laughs> but then your your orientation is how do i get from point a to point b am i going to turn left to the next corner am i going to go straight do i have to travel far travel close uh, and that, so you kind of have to get grasp those concepts and then as a blind person you know really the mobility part is you know once you get the mechanics down you you know walk uh, and you swipe left and right with your cane. It's, once those mechanics are down, uh, then you go out into your environment, and a lot of it is listening. You just listen uh, for the traffic. If the, if you live in a quiet town like 
um, where Terry's at. I don't know where how quiet it is where Jill is at typically. I guess on your side street, it's pretty quiet. But you listen for traffic. And if there's a sidewalk, you between you know, making your swipe, sweeps with your cane, you can listen for traffic to stay centered on the sidewalk, heading in the right direction. Uh, you can tell by traffic sounds if you're getting close to the corner and you know how many more steps it might be before you're going to reach the intersection. Uh, and so a lot of it has to do with listening to, for your environment. Uh, if there's no cars, then you have to rely uh, a lot more on your mobility skills and maintaining a good posture. But you can orientate if there's, say, a, a, a good consistent wind that's always coming from, say, east to west or something. Or if you hear, uh, sometimes there'll be an airport nearby, you'll hear planes taking off. And if you know, oh, yeah, the airport is to the, the east a little bit. And the air, airplanes typically do pass over here. Uh, sometimes you can base it off that, or it's a train sound. You just have to know your environment and do a lot of listening. Uh, and so you're kind of you if you could see, which is kind of like the opposite of what our podcast did. You could stick a stick in the ground and wait a little bit, see which way the shadows going, and that would tell you the directions too. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you need to to get a good compass bearing uh we used that to do sounds that. like a boy scout thing <laughs> well it, in in those uh, wilderness survival <laughs> we used to do that in the military if, if you were dumped off someplace you could do that you could get a general idea of which way north and south is and so forth oh right east and west as the shadow is going to go you know towards you let's say then then the sun is going away from you, which the sun goes sits in the west. So you know that way is west, and to the right of that would be north. So there you right, go. and you could also use that same concept to make a makeshift sundial to tell what time it is if you needed to. Uh, yeah. But being blind, this none of that matters. So forget it. <laughs> <laughs> or you could remember it. So when you're traveling with your sighted person who gets yourself lost, you can tell them, "Hey there, buddy, take you a stick, poke it at the ground to get a." Then he would be the smart one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's the matter? What you talking about? What's the matter with you guys? You got a one-track mind? But anyway, with that, it is time to transition into... Do we have any email? Uh, email. email. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I dropped my keyboard. Let me... What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? This one is called um, Mexican Bicyclist. And uh, I got to find my button so I can read this. It says, my uncle Clyde is a retired border guard from California. And he remembers the good old days when they used to be able to actually catch illegal immigrants and uh, return them. Here's a story he told me about his early days uh, guarding the border. I was on guard duty when a man on a bike carrying two saddlebags approached me while crossing the U.S.-Mexican border. It was clear he was trying to smuggle something since he had rigged up <laughs> the primitive road rope bridge trying to bypass our customs control point. What's in the bags, I demanded. Sand? 
The cyclist answered, take them off. I need to take a look. I commanded him. I emptied the bags and found out that they contained nothing but sand. The man reloaded his bags and continued to cross the border. A week later, the same man was crossing again with two more bags. I demanded to see them, and again, they contained nothing but sand. This continued every week for about six months until one week the bicyclist didn't show up. A few more days went by, and I had some time off. And so I spent a few days in Tijuana, and lo and behold, I found a cyclist. Hey, where have you been? I asked him. You sure had us wondering. We knew you were smuggling something across the border, but no one could ever figure it out. So just between you and me, tell me, and I won't say a word. The man looked at me and smiled, told me the truth. Bicycles. <laughs> Arnold Schwinn. <laughs> yeah, but that's your real name. Anyway, do you want to hear another joke? I mean, email. <laughs> another email, sure. Another email, okay. I Just because uh, <laughs> I do have a few. Uh, hey there, Keith, Terry, and Jill. Uh, my daughter came home from her first day at school and says, I am never going to school again. I asked her why. She says, the teacher said that 5 plus 5 equals 10. Then she said that 6 plus 4 equals 10. And 7 plus 3 equals 10. And 8 plus 2 equals 10. And 9 plus 1 equals 10. I asked her, what's your point? She needs to make up her mind. My daughter said, <laughs> from a confused dad. Wow. So there's there's a bonus email. We, I did have a few extra this week. And seeing as how, at least for our benefit, with all the technical difficulties we've been having, we uh, needed to have extra. What? Oh, that don't sound right to me. Well, it isn't right, Charlie. What we need is a human guinea pig to try it out on. So are we ready but... for our final thoughts, or have you started without me? On on my Amazon device, I, I have this thing. Somehow it went into this like Spider-Man mode where whenever I ask it something, it has like a little Spider-Man clip on it too. But I was asking it some jokes. And so it gave me some of these that goes along with my top 10 list, whatever. But... How does Spider-Man communicate with his friends with a webcam? <laughs> oh, imagine that. Communicate with his friends. Webcam. What do you call an army of babies? An infantry. Yeah, I was in one of those once. <laughs> well, here's a bit of advice I'm sure Terry could agree with. Be true to your teeth, or they will be false to you. <laughs> false teeth. Um, 
What is Spider-Man's favorite part of the computer? The web browser. His favorite software. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't the skunk go shopping? He didn't have a scent. It's <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay to show me all those uh, Smiley George dollars in there. Um, two clowns are eating a cannibal. One turns to the other and says, I think we have this joke backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he tastes funny. <laughs> no two clouds are eating uh, <laughs> No two clouds. I got caught in. <laughs> what kind of music does Spider-Man like to listen to? Swing music. Spins a web, any size, catches seeds, just like flies, look out, here comes the Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Swing. That would make sense. <laughs> Why is it hard to have fish for dinner? Because they're such picky eaters. Picky eaters? <laughs> fish. Mm. Mm-hmm, they're picky. Experience is simply the name that we give to our mistakes. <laughs> I have uh, four of them. How about you? Uh. <laughs> I call them accidents, too, though. <laughs> what do you get when you cross Spider-Man with a dog? Peter Barker. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a Spider-Man. <laughs> I was thinking of barking right. spider. <laughs> yeah, there we go. What did the baker say to the bread? I really need you. <laughs> What's the difference between bird flu and swine flu? One requires tweetment and one requires ointment. <laughs> Tweet oink. Uh, here's a riddle. Um, what can you catch but not throw? A cold. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it makes sense. Yep. What happened to the noodle that went down the drain? He passed away. <laughs> ah, <and> it got <laughs> flushed. <laughs> well, speaking of experience a moment ago. Experience is something you don't get until after you need it. 
I need some experience. Why can I have it now? <laughs> Your dad is so smart that he knows the answer to the question before you even ask the question. And the question, or the answer is always no. Yeah, I don't <laughs> say no. Whatever you want, no. Especially if it's money. <laughs> Why did the teacher take away the kids' soda? They failed their pop quiz. You know, I've been wondering, do Roman paramedics refer to IVs as forced? Excuse me, waiter. Is this fresh coffee? It tastes like mud. Yes, sir. It's fresh ground. <laughs> All right. Ground this morning. <laughs> what kind of bread has a bad attitude? Sourdough. <laughs> Uh, I think Jill alluded to this earlier. Maybe it was Terry. Education is when you read the, uh, the fine print. Experience is what you get if you don't. <laughs> Reading the manual. <laughs> Your dad is so eloquent. He can answer any question with two words. Uh-huh. What muscle never says hello? A bicep. Bicep. See you later. (laughs) What do you call a Roman emperor with a cold? Julius Sneezer. You got that one, Joe? No, we could stop there. Yeah, it's a good place. I think it will. In the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, welcome fame, he's ignored, action is his reward to him. Life is a great big bang up, wherever there's a hang up. And while Sleeping Beauty was waiting, Prince Charming came to her door. Come in, Prince. Uh, Oh, it's the doorbell. (laughs) So, since we're all thought out here, and we're thoughtless, and it seems like we keep getting pestered by distractions around here, everywhere. We better sign off, but this is a place to do that. Hey, this is your host, Keith, signing off, saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next week, and while you're out there, out and about on interwebs, make sure you leave us a rating and review. Visit us on the webpage, leave us an email, tell us a funny family story, ask us a question about blindness. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, see you next week. Uh, and uh, this lethargic right brain, there brain, <laughs> he's left a logic lethological <laughs>
It's almost time to go home. That sounds funny. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com. That sounds funny.